Welcome to Getting Heated, the place to debate and discuss all things surf-related. This one's gonna be a 10. The Boost Mobile Market River Pro is a wrap, and the Brazilians are on fire. But things haven't been so easy at home for the Aussies. Will Australia have surfers on both the men's and women's side in the Rip Curl WSL Finals? And can Taj Burrow play spoiler to the top seeds as he gets back in the jersey at the Rip Curl Rotness Search? Plus, plagued with injuries on the men's side, is the American Olympic team in shambles. Finally, the Brazilian storm continues to support each other on tour. Is the team mentality giving Brazil an even deeper advantage? Let's get this started. Here's Coco Ho. Hi everyone and welcome to Getting Heated. I have a feeling we're in for a spicy show today. Three-time world champ Mick Fanning and co-host of Ain't That Swell podcast, filmmaker and one of Mason's favorite humans, Vaughn Blakey. Welcome to the show. Hello, Coco. Stoked to be here. I even pulled out Ross Williams' extra special 1989 high school hair just specifically for this episode to take me off. <laughs> Let's go, Vaughn. Hey, looking good, bro. I remember you just having a week like that. <laughs> Way back. I feel like this was a part of the package when you agreed to host Mick's Surfing Hall of Fame induction. Um, it wasn't, but uh, it was a real pleasure to actually be a part of that night, to be able to host uh, an evening where Mick was uh, welcomed into a pretty elite little club of uh, 43. He was the 43rd surfer to be inducted into the Australian Surfing Hall of Fame, Coco. And, um, man, I tell you, there's been so many epic competitors, really colourful characters and just great, you know, contributors to uh, Australian surfing and a, a well-earned honour there for Mick and, uh, yeah, super stoked. I can't wait to now wipe the floor with him in getting heated. <laughs> Seriously incredible. Congratulations again, Mick, on becoming a Hall of Famer. Thanks so much. Humbled. And another huge congrats to the Margaret River champs, Tatiana Weston-Webb and Felipe Toledo. With three events down and one to go in Australia, let's jump straight in to Heat One. Steph Gilmore, Tyler Wright, and Sally Fitzgibbons are all in a great position for a shot at the final five. But we're seeing the Australian men slipping down the leaderboard as the Aussie leg comes to a close. So for the Heat One question, will Australia have any surfers in the men's rip curl WSL finals? Mick, are you going to upset all of Australia with your answer? No, no. Uh, look, I, I believe they can make it. I believe that we have the surfers to make that top final five. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen glimpses of great performances from Brian Callanan, from Morgan Sibley, from Julian Wilson, but they just haven't gone on with the with the job just yet. And you'd think being the first leg in Australia, you'd think that would happen. So. I feel like they're just missing a little bit of consistency here and there. I feel like they can do it, but it's time to start now if they want to get there. Yeah. Wow. Look, man, I am the most parochial Aussie surf fan, but I'm shaking my magic eight ball here and turn it over and it says outlook not so good because in my view, uh, there is a lot of work to do here, Mick. I mean, um, if you look at the top four and the way that they've been surfing and the events that are still to come, you can't see those top four guys not finaling or being semis and finals or quarters at the very least, barring the odd hiccup. So really that leaves one spot left. We've got Griff, Kanoa and Geordie all in pretty amazing form. 
And the closest Aussie and the guy most likely is Ryan Callanan, who isn't getting the consistency that he needs. And he also really needs to get some wins because the waves that are coming up for those other guys uh, really play to their strengths. So it's really like one spot left, not five. I don't know, Mick. It kills me, mate, but I think we, we, we might be missing out on the men's WSL group finals here. Yeah, I guess, like, when, when you write down the top five at the start of the year, the five that I had, you know, I put one Aussie in there, which was Ethan Ewing, but I thought Julian could have been in there. Owen's been surfing great, but just not getting the results either. I just feel like with all our surfers, there's just one key ingredient that is missing from each of them, and they've got to somehow find that. You know, someone like an Ethan Ewing is just confidence. Arkell, I thought Arkell was going to go on for a huge result at Margaret's. I felt like he was the important surfer. He's always seemed to be on the best waves. And then Geordie just, I don't know, he just fell over into a final place. You know, even he said, I didn't even get started till the semis. So that was a bit of a hard pill to swallow for Arkell. But look, I'll always back my Aussies. I'll always give them 100% support, but they need to fire now. Yeah, my, my uh, heart obviously says yes, of course, but my head is just saying no at this stage. I mean, you're a guy who started a world title campaign really late in the year, so you know that it's it's still on, even if you haven't got the start that you're looking for. So I'm just hoping someone taps that energy from Australia in the uh, as we move into this back half. Yeah, you only need a couple of results to get you back in there. You know, they've got a base of good results. They just need a couple of bangers to blow blow the door open. The Aussie women will definitely take care of you guys. I know that for a fact. They always do. <laughs> Thank you. When we return, Taj Burrow is back in competition, but will he play spoiler at the Rip Curl Rottenness search? It's up for debate. And plagued with injuries is the American Olympic team in shambles. We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Tati drills their first turn. Tatiana Weston Webb's timing has been impeccable. Lodo up again. Unbelievable first turn. That was so good to watch. Welcome back to Getting Heated, joined by my two opinionated mates, Mick Fanning and Von Blakey. Guys, how good is it that Taj will be putting the jersey back on at the Rip Curl Rottenest search? So good. Taj is, I think, everyone's favorite surfer. So um, the more you get to see Taj surf, the better. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I think he would have been on the bedroom wall of just about every single person in this event. So they're going to be tripping when they see the ultimate prop lord paddle out and pretty much out-prop them all. I agree completely. Whether it was his film parts or as a competitor, Taj Burrow was everyone's favorite surfer at some point. And he's also the subject of our heat too. I checked out the heat draw for the Rip Crow Rottenness search and was pumped to see Taj Burrow, Italo Ferreira, and Adriana de Souza matched up in a non-elimination heat. So for heat two, will Taj Burrow's return to competition be mostly fun or could he really play spoiler in the top seats? Vaughn, what do you think? I think he will definitely have fun. There's no question about that. And I think we all want him to do really well and travel those top seeds. Uh, I think he still has the artillery too. I reckon he can do it. But does the gunpowder, is the gunpowder dry cocoa? That's what I'm wondering. TB's last heat against John John Florence in Fiji in 2016, he went so ballistic. Like he was attacking it. Probably the best sign-off heat other than yours, Mick, against Italo. And it's just going to be so interesting to see whether that, you know, explosive energy that TB just has always naturally had in his career is still on the level of the explosive energy that the Brazilians in particular are bringing to the tour in 2021. I'm gonna, I'm gonna back him. I actually was in WA a couple of months ago and had a surf with Taj and he was still ripping. Uh, he still does the big turns in the right sections and his back end is incredible, especially in that three to four foot range. He is so tight and on the money. And then, you know, going right, he's still got airs, he's still popping airs. The mongrel might not be there, but I always felt like Taj surfed better when he was having fun. So I just hope the nerves don't get to him. I think I think if he gets past that and just goes, all right, I'm gonna go out there and just put on a performance, I, I think he can, you know, really trouble these guys. The other factor is Taj only surfs for half an hour, any surf. So the time frame doesn't really bother him either. So. Look, I'm going to back him in. I, I'm super psyched for him. Uh, I texted him the other day and I was just like, you're doing it. And he seemed really psyched. So I'm psyched if he's psyched. <laughs> I don't even know who I am anymore. I've said no Aussies in the WSL Rip Curl Finals. I'm saying TB is going to get flogged. I'm not going to be able to leave the house after this episode comes out. Uh, no. <laughs> look, I, I think win, lose, or draw, everyone is going to have such a good time watching TB surf this heat. And I, I just think back to 2016, his retirement party. It was on an island. It went for two weeks. Every single person got on board with him. Here he is. He's uh, back in the CT pulling the rashi on. He's, uh, I, I just hope he, he's on an island again. I just hope he's, uh, his second go at a retirement party is as good as his first one because I might book my ticket to WA right now. Hey, imagine he won. The island would float away. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously can't wait to see Taj back in the jersey, but I'm also wishing Adrian Buchan a speedy recovery from his back injury and we're talking some very notable injuries in Heat 3. Less than 70 days till surfing makes its Olympic debut. But for Team USA, Kaloha Andino is sidelined with injury and John John Florence just announced his withdrawal from the upcoming events due to a knee injury. So for Heat 3, given the recent injuries on the men's side, is the American Olympic team in shambles? Mick, I know you won't hold back. How bad is it? It all depends on, on actually what 
the injuries are. If Kolohe and John John don't make it back, it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's sort of in a tough place. Um, you know, you've got Kelly coming in next. He's probably not the favourite in those conditions. Obviously, it'd be cool to have him there, you know, the goat of surfing at the first ever Olympics. Like, you know, who wouldn't want him there? But then I think the next two guys on the US team are probably two guys that you'd really like to see in there, Seth and Griff. I think those two could really go out and be medal chances. In saying that though, I know who Kolohe and John John are working with, a guy called Drew Marcos. Uh, it's from Modus in Santa Ana. He is a guy that works with all types of different athletes from NFL stars to basketball to tennis. Uh, he's incredible at getting athletes back and performing at their highest. So look, I think the boys are gonna have to put a lot of faith in him uh, and really work around the clock to get to these games, but I feel like they're in the best hands at the moment. I think they're in complete shambles. <laughs> I just think you're 70 days out from an Olympic Games. Your number one and two picks are complete mystery bags. We don't even know how bad one of the injuries is, as you say, Mick. Um, the third surfer who is going to get in, despite the fact that it's the GOAT, well, look how people with animal nicknames have fared in the Olympics in the past. Eddie the Eagle. Eric the Eel. <laughs> I just don't think I've ever seen a sporting team in this much disarray leading into an Olympic Games like this close to the event. I'm not saying anything against the drive or the passion or the ability of anyone in that team. It's just the worst preparation that you could ever hope for. So all things considered, it has to be a truth that the Olympic men's team is not where they want to be at all at this stage leading into the Games. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little tough. The women's side, yeah, Carissa Moore, like, you know, she's on a tear. She's a, a person who fires in big moments as well. Last time John came back from an injury, put on an amazing performance. You know, he, he came back from when he first did his ACL and went on a huge tear, won, I think it was three out of the first five events. This time he came back, won pipeline. So I don't think the the pressure on John in those situations will hinder him. I think with him away from surfing just makes him frothy even harder when it comes to surfing. So in those type of waves in Japan, I think that will be a bonus for him. And then with Kelly, he loves big moments like this. He loves people talking about him. He loves being the center of attention. So if he got in and was in that Olympic team, he's gonna thrive in that situation, you know? All, all of a sudden, the greatest surfer of all time is in the Olympics and everyone's looking at him, everyone's talking about him. He's just rubbing his hands together going, I'm where I need to be. Uh, so look, with those two moments, I feel like they'll be okay. But once again, just comes back to who actually gets in. Mm. Do you feel like it is Brazil's gold medal to lose in the men's? Because I think in the women's, the US team's looking probably the strongest out of anyone. But um, yeah, do you think for the men's, it's Brazil's gold medal to lose? I think if you go to the TAB sports bet, um, <laughs> the Brazilian would be one, two. And even if Gabe or Italo got injured, then you've got Phil yeah. to come in. You know, I feel like those are the, the actual favorites for this event. I think everyone would be fighting it out for third. I'm gonna go with uh, Gabe and Italo and Carissa. 
Well, I'm just saying who's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> when we return, why don't the Americans or Australians have the same supportive team mentality that the Brazilians share? We're going deep into this when we come back. Welcome back to Getting Heated with three-time world champ Mick Fanning and world-class swellian Vaughn Blakey. Vaughn, so far, has this been easy work for you to debate surfing with Mick? So easy. It's, I'm smashing him. It's like I'm in an under-11s board rider's <laughs> heat. <laughs> You're 12. <laughs> Oh, well, in the sport of debate, I think you guys make a pretty good team. Let's go deep into the idea of a team when it comes to surfing. Margaret River was another example of the way we see Brazilians continually supporting each other on tour. You could even argue it's an advantage to the Brazilian storm. So the question is, why don't we see this type of team mentality among the Australians or Americans? Vaughn, what do you make of this? Uh, well, I think we have seen this sort of team mentality many times over the years. It, it moves around, um, but Brazil definitely have the handle on it at the moment. And I think it, it's a wide range of reasons for that. It can come down to things like just how absolutely insanely passionate Brazilians are about sport and their sporting heroes. But I think with surfing, there's just no doubt that the, the success has come and brought insane momentum, like huge momentum. And, uh, and that's momentum that every Brazilian is enjoying. And it's not just the surfers on tour, it is all the Brazilian surf fans, because for the first time uh, in the history of competitive surfing at least, they are absolutely and unequivocally on top. Tatiana getting you know the, the ball rolling for uh, the Brazilian women for the first time probably since uh, Silvana Lima was on tour. So definitely is an advantage in my view and I think that um, they have just got that team mentality down on lock. But why are we not seeing that sort of big family energy push with Australian and American surfing at the moment? Mate, I really think it's just because we haven't had much camaraderie in the terms of how we build to get onto the tour. Vaughn, you talk about team and what every team needs is a team leader. And, and that's what Brazil have. They have got Adriana D'Souza, who they call the captain, and Jadson Andre, who are there for the guys and girls of Brazil in every situation. They've been at every final that any of them have been in, and they will cheer and support those guys and girls all the way through. When I was on tour, we had Nathan Hedge, we had Mick Lowe, we had Bo Naughty, uh, Phil Macker, uh, Tom Whitaker was a huge one, you know. And it's, it's amazing that the support you feel when you're running down for your heat. I remember it so many times when, like even after I'd won a world title and everyone's chasing for you. But I remember Tom Whitaker just going, go Mick. And it just gives you that support. Like, yeah, my boys are behind me still. That's awesome. And I feel like that's what Australia's missing. I feel like there's no team leader to actually carry on the traditions. Um, you know, when someone does well, then they're all there. I feel like they need to band together. They need to, uh, yeah, just, I guess, figure out who's the team leader and just support each other. Even if your competitors 
it goes a huge long way for them to uh, to get through those finals and start winning them. Yeah, there's such a uh, with all those guys you just mentioned, particularly in that era, your era. There's just such a tribal mentality, you know. Like you had, it, it was all it was all against one, you know. In, in that moment where you were paddling out for a heat, and it's like when uh, you know your world title moments with Parker, where you know he was the first guy there to carry you out of the water when you when you'd won your world title. We're just not seeing that a lot in the uh, American and the Australian ranks at the moment. The one thing, you have a look who's carrying these people up the beach after a win. Nowadays, it's coaches and filmers and, and stuff like that. We're, you know, it's back in, you know, even with Steph Star winning and, and Kelly and, and Lane, there were actually other surfers in their corner um, and they were down there cheering. You know, it used to be amazing when Kelly was on tour and and you know he had an Aussie going up against him in the final. Everyone was there and we were just screaming. Even Andy versus Kelly, everyone was there. And it was it was so much fun. Like you, you built so many mo- memories, but you also built camaraderie around that. Uh, for the people that weren't there at the beach, they would always show up and celebrate with a beer afterwards as well. And and you know I feel like the Brazilians have just seeing what's happened, especially Adriano and, and Jadson, they saw that happening uh, with all the other countries and they've just taken it and they've grasped it and they're just pushing on with it and they're doing a great job as team leaders. Any chance we can get you to come back on tour as our cultural attaché, just the guy who is actually, you know, the big bear up the top, cracking the whip <laughs> on people who aren't watching, it, watching the crew after their heats? Mate. All you have to do is employ Nathan Hedge. He's got more energy than anyone. He'll be the loudest guy. He'll have 10 flags. He'll, you know, even he'll be there doing this. Come on. Um, I think I would nominate Kolohe. I think he has the most Captain America energy in him and he needs to show up for every American's heat. Kolohe is the king of the kids. He's the guy that, uh, you know, bans that San Clemente and he does go and bring those flags and he brings all of America to every event on tour. So good choice. That does it for today's episode. Make sure to watch all the action from the Rip Curl Rottenness search starting May 16th. Vaughn, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to give Ross his 90s hair back. No worries. And um, Mick, do I just drive up the coast and pick out one of your uh, world title trophies for the win or how's it going to work? Yeah, mate. No worries. I'll, uh, I'll post it. <laughs> That's what you said about the last present. <laughs> Still in the mail. <laughs>